Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. I am your host, Brady Wilson, and today I'll be taking you into what has happened over the past year because I have not done a podcast episode. Uh, I am very sorry for all of my fan, uh, my fans that do actually like listening to how, you know my podcast. Um, I've gotten kind of busy with you know having a job, and I'd love to do this for a job, but unfortunately, uh, I can't get paid to talk about sports currently. Um, but I'm excited to try and start posting more. Hopefully, I'm not going to guarantee anything because it seems like every time I guarantee something, I don't post. So my goal is to just not guarantee anything and see what happens. I can't post every day because I don't know how much content I could have. My goal is to post two times a week. I don't have a set time for those two times a week. Today is Sunday. Well, I mean, technically it's Monday, May 16th, but it's Sunday night, Monday morning when you're listening to this. I'd like to record another one of these probably on Saturday, recapping the week, or maybe Thursday or Friday, recapping. I may do one Friday night, recapping the week, heading into the weekend. Um, a lot of fun sports happened tonight. The reason it's getting recorded at 12.50 a.m. is simply because I was up watching Game 7s for my Mavericks and my Stars. Um, I am a homer. Uh, Rangers got it done today, which I'm happy about, but the Mavericks definitely got it done over the Suns. Stars could not pull it out over the Calgary Flame, but you know what? Sometimes you, you win some, you lose some. In this episode, I'll be doing draft grades because it's been like two weeks since the draft, I believe, and I haven't done my grades yet, so I'm sorry about that. Um, the, the schedule release and my games to watch will be later on. Will be in the episode later on this week. Um, I'm going to get some more stuff for, like, doing baseball and how I want to read. Because recapping baseball is difficult because there's games every day. So I may do, I, I can do, like, you know, kind of recapping the week, some of the hot storylines. I can always check other sports sources and see what they're kind of reporting on, just kind of give my opinion on that. I don't do hockey because I don't know enough about other teams. I will do a little basketball today just because I know enough to at least give an opinion. But let's, so let's start with basketball. Um, finals, the conference finals are set. The Eastern Conference will host, they will be the uh, Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. And in the Western Conference, it'll be the Golden State Warriors versus my Dallas Mavericks. I'm very excited about both these matchups. I mean, the Celtics are a great team. My best friend, he's a big, he's a good, he's a Celtics fan, so I know he's excited. The Heat have a pretty well-oiled team. They got, you know... Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, you know Oladipo, Hero—they got a, a lot of good players. I know I just included Tyler Hero. I'm sorry if you don't think he's a good player. I don't think he's that good, but uh, whatever. When you have a song made about you, I guess you. When, when, when you have a song title with your name on it, I think you kind of get a little famous. You know, I—I'm gonna get my predictions. I think the Celtics pull it out over the Heat. As much as I said the Suns were gonna beat the Mavericks. I have to go Warriors. I cannot go Mavericks again. I'm sorry. The Suns were a team that they looked like the Phoenix Suns for two games. And then they just did not look like the Phoenix Suns. The Warriors have most likely three Hall of Famers on their court, on their team. Mavericks most likely have one <laughs> in Luka Doncic. I don't see anyone else on that. I mean, if you want to count Jason Kidd as a coach, Sorry, uh, dog. But I think that the Mavericks can pull it out. I'm not saying the Mavericks don't have a chance. I'm not saying the Mavericks can't do this. I'm not saying that the Mavericks, you know, can't pull this one out. I think the Mavericks can definitely pull this one out. The issue is 
is do we have enough role players? Can the role players step up enough to win? And I think that's where the issue lies. The Warriors have the star power, okay? We no longer, I don't know if Luka's the best player on the court. I'm going to say he is, but I know Steph is the greatest shooter of all time, so it's hard to, you know, put those two up against each other and say which one's better because, I mean, it's Steph Curry. But we're not, we're not the better team. They're the better team. But the Suns are the better team. And we beat them. So I'm not, I'm, not ruling it out of the poss- I'm not ruling it out of the realm of possibility. And if we do win this, we get two interesting finals matchups, especially for me. Okay, because you got the Celtics, which again, like I mentioned earlier, my best friend is a Celtics fan. He, me and him would definitely be going at it for that series. But I'd also love to see the Heat because guess what? The Mavericks would then have only played the Miami Heat in all three of their finals appearances in 05, 06, I believe. I know it was 06. Basketball and it's, you know, having two years in the name, I believe it was 05, 06. And then 2010, 2011. Sorry, I heard a siren and it scared me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, you you, You don't get to me those out here. And then you have this year, which I think could be fun. And I think out of the out of the two, I don't know if it's Heat. I think we can beat the Heat more than I think we can beat the Celtics. But that's my personal opinion. Um, the Mavericks throttled the Suns, one hundred twenty-three to ninety, and it wasn't even that close. I mean, the Suns just looked dazed, confused. Like they had no idea what you know. They just didn't like they had. They knew it was Game Seven. The Mavericks came out firing. I missed the first like six minutes, seven minutes. I was driving home from my uh, grandma's house, and I missed the first couple minutes of the game. And when I looked at the score, it was I think it was fifteen to seven, and then it went to like twenty-one to eight. And I'm you know going okay, we got a good chance. And by the second quarter, I said this game's over. Like they're, they're not winning unless they do their seventeen to no run again. The Suns were not winning this football, this football, this basketball game. Sorry, get my sports mixed up. I have a football on my computer screen, so I'm getting my sports mixed up. Sorry about that. I'm going to make predictions. I'm going to go Celtics in six, and I'm going to go Warriors. I'm going to say the Warriors take it in seven. I think the Mavericks stretch them to seven. Well, uh, a lot like the Suns. And then the finals, I'm going to pick I'm going to pick the Warriors. They got the pedigree for me to pick them. Although last time I picked pedigree, I picked Bama over Georgia. So maybe I don't know what, I don't, maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I'm, you know, hey, you're listening to me. That's all, I, that's all that matters. Now, let's get on to some football, which is what I can talk about a little bit more than I can basketball, unfortunately. And let's do some draft grades. I know this is a, uh, a little bit old for draft grades, but guess what? It's always time for the draft. And yes, to answer any family questions, because I know my dad asked me this, I already have looked at some 2023 mocks, just because why the hell not? Let's go to the Cardinals, okay? And I'm looking at the NFL.com thing, so they gave him an A-, minus, and I agree, A-, minus, you know? You didn't, have, you didn't have a first-round pick. You traded out. You got eight. You uh, traded for Marquise Brown for Hollywood. And I think you made the most of your picks. Trey McBride, the best tight end in the class. Cameron Thompson, smart, you know, a solid defensive end. My, you got Thomason, Majai Sanders from Cincinnati in your in the third round. And you got, I, I love, uh, I believe it's Lysitis Smith. Uh, Lysitis Smith from Virginia Tech. He's a guard. They got him at 215. I want to say I don't have my big board in front of me. I want to say I had him. I know I had him in the fourth round. So amazing value there. And Marquise Hayes, who I had up there with with Lucita Smith, at 257. So they got two nice guards that I really liked in late, late day three. And I give it an A-. 
I think it's a class that you, you didn't get anyone that just like jumps off the page, but you filled some needs and you got some nice players for the right value. That's important for me. Okay, then you move down to the Falcons. The Falcons have a ton of needs on the football team. And I mean a ton of needs. Drake London was the reach was I mean oh sorry, no, Cole Strange was the reach of the draft. Drake London was the reach in the top ten. I, I thought he had late first round. Coming into the process, I thought he was a mid-second round, and kind of like maybe two days before the draft, I changed him to be in my top 25, I believe. So I don't think as highly of him because I, th- I I don't put as much stock into guys that are just jump ball receivers because, well, I've seen from Nikhil Harry, and uh, that, didn't, that, didn't, that did not end well for the Patriots. Uh, ask my best friend. He's a Patriots fan. Uh, and trust me, I've seen a lot of Nikhil Harry because of him. Uh, sorry, I had, to, I had to boost that by my wife. Uh, not exactly the mark of success that Bill Belichick is used to there. But they got Troy Anderson. Ar- I'm going to go in order here. They got Arnold Abiquette, Troy, Troy Anderson, right, in the second in the second round. A great edge rusher and a good linebacker, kind of free roaming. You've got two players that are going to fill needs on this football team because they got nobody on the D-line except Grady Jarrett. Then in the fourth, then, in the late, then again in the third round, you come back and get D'Angelo Malone to fill the edge. Tyler Al- Tyler Algier from BYU running back. Justin Schaefer was a guard that I liked from Georgia. But they got Desmond Ritter. That's the talk of this draft is the fact that they drafted a quarterback. Now, I think everyone knew they were probably going quarterback at some point. Um, it surprised everybody that the quarterbacks fell to when they did. And I think it was just because... As fans, we wanted to overvalue the quarterbacks because it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback league. Ask every GM, player, coach, executive, janitor. They'll tell you that it's a quarterback league. Right, so I think the fans, we overvalue the quarterbacks a little bit. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, a lot of it. <laughs> Desmond Ritter went number 74. I think I had him at like 35 on my board. So clearly there was some over, over, over-evaluation, over-evaluation there. Uh, from analyst part. But I like the Ritter pick. You get a good quarterback, a guy that's super multiple, because he's got the intangibles that you want from a quarterback, that processing speed, reading a defense, leading a team, being that leader in the locker room. He's got all of that. The issue is, can he actually put the throwing the ball part of it together with the mental side of it, and you get yourself a damn good quarter, a darn good quarterback. Sorry. If I say damn, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. Darn good quarterback. Okay? And other than that, and I gave him a B plus. I never gave the, it's a B plus because it's nothing that just that the first-round Drake London brings down the value a little bit. Okay, I'm going to start to sound like pawn stars here. The value's nicked a little bit. You know, so the best I think I can do is uh, $5. Sorry. Um, then you go to the Ravens, and they had an outstanding, Ending draft. Eric DaCosta does it again. Maneuvering on the board, getting an extra first-round pick for Hollywood Brown. Kyle Hamilton, the best player on the board at 14. Tyler Linderbaum, if you watched my live stream, you know that I was begging for him for the Cowboys. And if you watched the live stream, you know I wasn't too happy when we passed on him. And if you watched the live stream, you'll know that I was not very happy when he went the very next pick. It, w- it was not a fun day for Brady. Um, he's a he's a hell of a lineman, man. This guy, athletic, is nasty, will get up into your pads and throw you to the ground and laugh. And he was a wrestler. 
not not WWE, but he was a you know he was a high school competitive wrestler, and that means some offensive line. It really does. Then they get David Ojabo, who's gonna be ready late by the playoffs, I think. Um, you know, and he the, Ojabo was kind of a story in the draft because it's okay. He's valued in the first round. Where the hell do you take him, right? Where does his value land? And everyone kind of con- the consensus was forty to sixty was where he would land. I said he should land somewhere between forty-five and fifty-five. I was a little bit more up on him. I mean, we're a little more up on where he should go. He went number forty-five. It's a great value for them. You don't feel the biggest need on the team, but you get a great player and a guy that's going to be great when he comes back. Um, and then you got Travis Jones, a guy who everyone thought could be an early second-round guy, maybe even a first-round guy. I didn't think that. 76, which is where I kind of had him valued, and good value pick for them. Then they got, I think, the best value I had in the draft. Daniel Falele, I graded as a first-round player. I stand by that grade, and I will continue to stand by it. Just like I stood by that, I am standing by the Alex Leatherwood first-round grade. Falele is 6'8", and he's going to need to cut a lot of weight down. But he's 6'8", and he doesn't move like he's clunky. He moves pretty well for a guy of that size. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be fun to watch in the in the NFL. As long as he can keep up, he's fine. Then they go and get Jalen Armour Davis, who, 119, good value for him. Physical corner from Bama. Then they get, I'm going to go scuba, and, and then the rest of their picks were kind of Charlie Kolar, Isaiah Likely, some decent value, but nothing that just pops out on the page to you. But I gave him an A+. They're maneuvering around the board, getting players when they needed to get them. The Jimmy Johnson of, I'm going to get my guy where he should go. I'm not going to overvaluate him. I'm not going to overvalue him, right? So it's an A-plus draft. I mean, they just, it was an excellent, excellent draft. The only issue with the draft class is, who's playing receiver? Who's playing receiver? Bateman. I love Rashad Bateman. But over Hollywood Brown, it's just, Lamar can't be too happy, but hey. Then you got the Bills. The Bills had a pretty darn good, and ha- the Bills had a decent draft. Kyra Alam at 23 was a good pick, right? You opposite, you opposite him, Shredavious White, and that's a great one-two punch at corner. You get James Cook, the brother of Dalvin Cook, late, the late second round. Great home run back. They're like the one team that actually needs a running back, and he's, he fits that hard nose but can, hit, but can get the home run when he needs to. Terrell Bernard. It's a reach at 89. I'm sorry. Khalil Shakur. They got a pretty good steal at 148 with him from Boise. Then they got Matt Ariza, punt god. You know, probably the most famous player in the draft. And then Luke Tenuta and Balin Spectre. Some just, you know, Christian Benford. Some kind of whatever. Just kind of turn the pick in. We're just trying to fill some, you know, make some training camp cut guys. Maybe some fill out the 51 and 52nd spot on the roster kind of guys. Those kind of guys. I give him a B. Because your first two picks were excellent. Your fourth pick was pretty good with Khalil Shakur. Other than that, I mean, Matt Ariza is fun. But it just, you kind of just at you know, the Bills weren't going to have the king of the draft because they already have, I think, the best roster in football. If not one of the best rosters in football. And they just added to it. The Panthers. Matt Rule's on the hot seat, and I think everyone knows he's on the hot seat. Sam Darnold is not the answer at quarterback. 
They got Iki Aquano at six. They they sat back. You gotta respect them, man. They didn't panic and draft a quarterback at six. They drafted what where they wanted him. And they got Iki Aquanu, a great offensive lineman from NC. Then they got Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral at 94. If you had told me that Matt Corral would fall to 94, I'd have said you're crazy. I thought he was going top 50, and he fell, fell hard. He's one. He reminds me a lot of Jim McMahon, that kind of balls to the wall, I'm going to win this football game if it costs me my life. It's a great attitude to have. I, I like that kind of spirit in a player. The only issue with the, if him being a quarterback is – He's not afraid to take a hit, and that means that he's not afraid to get hurt, and that means that I'm going to lose my quarterback. So that's a problem, but you got to respect the attitude. And they got Brandon Smith, Amari Barno, good value at 189. Kate, they got three – their last three picks were excellent. Brandon Smith at 120 is pretty you know, pretty fair value. It's kind of where I had evaluated him. But Amari Barno, Cade Mays, and Kalam Barnes were all three guys that I had higher than when they took them. Kalam Barnes is just a trap guy for corner. He's just kind of fun to put back there and see what he can do. Cade Mays can be a star in this league. Watch his film. He he reminds me a lot of Zach Martin. And I know that that's high praise, but I mean, he he just he's a stone wall at right guard. And I think he can fit in, I think he can start in the NFL. I think he's like Trey Smith. Remember Trey Smith went really late, like 199. He went late in the, like, the seventh to the Chiefs, and he was a starter on that team. Cade Mays is the same way. I think he just, I think he, for some reason, just fell. And Barno is a supremely athletic edge rusher that can, is going to be some, alleviate some of the attention that Brian Burns gets. That D line's got some pretty good, it's got some heavy hitters. And I gave the Panthers an A. Plus. I, I really think it's an A plus draft. Iquanu at six, okay, because I think I had him number three on my board. So Iquanu at six is pretty dang good. And then you have. Hold on, I'm looking at something that's popped up on the computer. It's being weird. Okay, whatever. Then you've got Mays and Barno. I think the value for what they got was so great. It's an A-plus draft. I mean, it's a great draft. And Matt Corral, obviously at 94, really helps him. The Bears. Ryan Pace's first draft. First draft, building around Justin Fields. No first-round pick because he traded it for to get Fields. And they made the most of it, man especially with their first several picks. Their first two picks were excellent. I was like, wow, this is a good draft so far. Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, two of the best DBs in this class. Brisker, great safety from Penn State at 48. I think I had him slightly higher. And Gordon was opposite McDuffie at Washington, and this guy, he's a fun player to watch on film, and he's going to fit in in Chicago, that blue-collar, tough kind of town. And Braxton Jones from Southern Utah, 168, is great value. Same thing with Dominic Robinson at, at 174. Other than that, they just kind of got some guys. Vilas Jones at 71, bad pick. He's a speedster. All he does, you know, when, when all you can do is run really fast, can he catch? Can he run a route? You know, can he, you know, NFL corners will find a way to keep up with you, Okay. If they couldn't, then Tyreek Hill would be going for 200 yards a game. That's just, you know, the NFL will always find a way to beat you. So I gave it a B. Your first two picks were excellent. Two of your mid-round picks were great. Other than that, it was... It was nothing special. It was just some guys, in my opinion. The Bengals. Now, my draft cards are kind of all over the place. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
It's my grades. Leave me alone. The Bengals. Dax Hill. I was not as high on Dax Hill as everyone else was. I think he got overrated. I'm sorry. I just, I don't have my notes in front of me. I can't tell you why I think he was overrated. This was weeks ago I watched his film. I just remember, I know I think he's overrated. I thought he was a mid-second round player. Nothing special. 31 overall. So that, to me, to me, it, it's dinged a little bit. Okay, I'm sorry. Cam Taylor Britt, though, at 60. It's a reach, but I like Britt. Zachary Carr at 95. Reach. Cordell Vos at 136. Reach. Tyson Anderson at 166. Good value. Jeffrey Gunther at 252. Good value. Your last two picks were your best value picks. You reached for some needs that you had, but you just I just don't see the value in this draft class. B minus. Browns. Martin Emerson. I'm hiring him to some people. 68. I love it. David Belt, 99. Excellent value. Perrion Winfrey at 108. Excellent value. Cade York, good kicker. Isaiah Thomas, I like it at 232 at 223. Jerome Ford was a nice pick at 156. It's it's a good draft class. Not a great one. It's a good draft class. You filled some meets. Emerson's a nice player. David Bell's a nice player. Perrion Winfrey's gonna fill in nicely. So I give it a B plus. It's not an A. It's not a great draft class. It's a good draft class. <sighs> then my Cowboys. I'm going to keep this segment short and sweet about Dallas because, as you know, I could talk about 30 minutes about this draft class. So, as it turns out, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the draft class. Tyler Smith at 24. Um, I don't need to go much more into detail about this guy because if you watch my live stream, you're going to know that I'm not a big fan of his. Watch his film. Watch it. If you know anything about football, you'll understand what I'm talking about. The talent, ability, that raw, can he do this, is there. His potential is off the charts. The problem is, in the first round, I don't do potential. I want a sure thing. If I'm drafting with my first pick, I'm not gonna. I don't like risk with my first round. Second and third rounds, I love risk because you know what risk means. It means it means you probably should have gotten higher. But I don't like risk with the first round because sometimes risk can mean a reach. Sometimes risk can mean Randy Moss. You know, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I think Tyler Smith can be your franchise left tackle, left guard. If he pans out, he's the grabber. His hand usage and placement is bad. His footwork's not very good. His footwork in unison with his hands is what the problem is. His footwork's fine. It's the footwork in unison with his hands. In unison with his hands. That's the problem with Tyler Smith. His technique is awful. Awful. And I was a bad alignment, and he is bad. Okay? But he's strong. His grip strength, I don't know what it is because it's probably off the charts. When he latches on, you, know, you, ain't, you ain't getting nothing, buddy. But he's, so he's got the potential. He, he's pretty athletic, so he can move. Sam Williams. It, it, it's a Dan Quinn pick. It's a guy that he loved. So you know what? And from what I've watched, he gets taken. He gets eliminated from a play too many times sometimes. But he's a little bit thin. But I, I like the pick. Jalen Tolbert, love at 88. Okay, he's a good player. Jake Ferguson, you reach for a tight end. Matt Lesko, you reach for a lineman. I'm sorry, he's a reach. Deron Bland was a guy I didn't know much about. Damon Clark was a good talent with an injury problem. And he got my favorite my favorite draft pick is John Ridgeway at 178. I scouted this guy. He's nasty. 
he's got that thing that football players have that I love. If you know me, you know I love this in football players. That I'm going to beat you. I'm going to physically dominate you now. And, really, and there's nothing you can do about it. And Rid- Ridgeway has got that I want to kill some people attitude. His funnest phone call is 105 through the fan on draft day. He said, let's go break some necks. I like that kind of attitude in a player. That want, I like a guy that wants to hurt another guy. That means he wants it. And then Devin Harper, a special teamer. Which, you know, is fine by me. Uh, at that point, it's just kind of get value. Okay? I gave it a B. It's, it has the potential to be a great draft class one day. We well, Hell, I may look on this draft class and go, man, starter, 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 starter. But I may look at it and go, bust, 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 bust. We'll just have to see. Only time will tell. The Broncos. I gave them an A. Nick Benito is a great pick at 64. Dulcich is a great pick at 80. Uwazariki is a great pick at 116. I loved Ioma Uwazariki. And then you kind of got, you know, some other pretty good players. Luke Wattenberg's horrible. I'm sorry. I watched his film. He's an awful player. But your first several picks are pretty good. And you filled a lot of needs. And you used what you used, what you had to the best of your ability. And you had you grabbed two of my favorite players in the draft class, which is Uwazariki and Benito. I gave it an A. I cheated a little bit, probably. Probably should have been an A minus or a B plus, but I think it's a great draft. I really do. The Lions, for me, they get an A minus. Hutchinson and Williams, best at, well, to me, second best edge rusher and best receiver in the class, in like second best receiver class, but he probably could be first if he didn't have the injury. Great draft class. Then Josh Pascal, it's a reach. Kirby Joseph, great pick at ninety seven. Malcolm Rodriguez, Chase Lucas, James Houston. Got some nice picks there. And I, I think that what they did with their draft class, what they did, um, I think I think Dan Campbell got some talent around him today. I mean, not today, two weeks ago. And get the Jaguars. They did go to Javon Walker. <clears throat> it's a reach. Devin Lloyd, great value at 27. Chad Muma, Snoop Connor, Monterey Brown. Some nice value. So, I, I you know... I gave it a B. Nothing special. You filled some needs. You got some talent. But it just, it doesn't make me just, I did the wrong draft class. I'm sorry. It's the Jaguars, though. It's just nothing special. The Packers, I gave it an A-. You got two great Georgia players, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Quay Walker's a reach, and I think Wyatt is about properly valued. We got some more defensive playmakers. And Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, great picks. I think it's good. Kingsley Anagbear at 179, Rasheed Walker at 249, Sean Ryan. They got a lot of players that I really like. Zach Tom, honestly, their first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven picks, I loved. And that's why I gave it an A minus. I think you could have gone. I think you could have traded up for a receiver. I think Quay Walker brings down the value. For, it should be an A, but Quay Walker's a reach for me, so it's good A minus. But we'll see how this draft class pans out. Uh, we'll see. A receiver wasn't there for that man, and so I don't, that's why you can't get mad at him because there, there was no one there that was worth taking. Um, I gave the Texans a B plus. Stingley is a great pick. Kenyon Green's a slight reach. Peach Ray is a slight reach. Mechie's a great pick. Christian Harris was excellent. Damian Pierce was a guy that I really loved. Thomas Booker, but then after that, just kind of, you know, some meh players. But I liked a lot of their value. They went with guys that I liked. Now, a little bit reach for some of them, 
but it's a B plus draft. It's not a great one. I'm not as high on Petrie as everyone else is. And Metri has an injury. And Metri may have an injury problem. But Christian Harris and Damian Pierce are excellent picks, and so is, and so is Stingley. I give it a B plus. Uh, the Colts, for me, I get a B minus. I like Nick Cross at ninety six. I like I love Bernard Rayman at seventy seven. Um, that's kind of where it all ends for me. It's uh, they bungled the Carson Wentz situation, and they didn't use much of their picks. Aunt Pierce was a reach, and so was Jelani Woods. So it's just one of those, I just don't see the value here. Moving on down to the Chiefs, I gave an A+. McDuffie, Karloftis, Skymore, Brian Cook, Darian Kennard at 145, Jalen Watson at 243. Players I had way high up there. I had Kennard at like my top 60. Watson I had at like 150, something like that, and he got at 243. So it's an A+. They had an excellent draft. McDuffie and Karloftis are defensive starters day one. Skymore's starter day one. So is Kennard. I think Kennard could start day one, and I think Kennard's excellent value there. I mean, it's just it's a beautiful draft class. Whew, take a breath. Sorry, it's hot in the room because I turned the fan off, so it's not, there's not a buzz in here. The Raiders, they get an A- minus for me. Dylan Parham's a nice pick at 90. Zemir White's a good power back at 122. Neil Farrell... They got really solid value with all, with all of their picks. They are Munford, Matthew Butler. It's, just a, it's a great value draft, so I give it an A minus. You filled some needs, and this this team is ready, this team's ready to lock and load. I think this division is ready to lock and load. And I'll get more in depth on the teams when I do my predictions for the year, which will be coming in the coming months. Chargers, Zion Johnson. I hate them for that, but okay. It's JT Woods, huge reach. Isaiah Spiller, Otto Ogbenia, good pick. Jamari Sawyer at 195 was a great pick. Um, Xander Horvath, the one fullback. Some love to the fullbacks. Uh, I give the Chargers an A. It's a great draft, but it's nothing that... It's not an A-plus draft. Sawyer and Ogbenia and Spiller and, and Johnson were all great picks for them. Uh, the Rams, no first-rounders, no second-rounders. Still get a B. Logan Bruss was a reach, so was Durant, so was Kyron, Kyron Williams was, but I love the Darion Kendrick pick. The Darion Kendrick pick saves it from being a C. I love the Darion I liked. I think Darion Kendrick has some potential in this, in this league. Quentin Lake's got some potential. I think Kyron Williams is, has that scrappiness, and Jacoby Durant intrigues me. So it's a B. Just, again, nothing that jumps out off the, off the screen here. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, with their four picks... Um, they get Channing Tindall, a great pick. Eric Azukama, Cameron Good, and Skylar Thompson. I love Channing Tindall because so, you can tell him, hey, Channing, see that guy at the ball? Go get him. That's what he does. He is shot out of a cannon. Now, awareness and reading a play, he's horrible at that. But he's got so much speed, you don't need that. You just tell him, watch. If, you, if you're facing, let's say they're facing... Um, Scrambling through quarterback Lamar Jackson. Hey Channing, don't let him pass line of scrimmage. Okay, he can do it. So it, it gets a B minus for me, just because they didn't have enough picks to really you know do anything. The Vikings get an A for me. I love Lewis Sign or Seen. I think it's Seen. He's a hard hitting, hard nose safety. Andrew Booth was like number fourteen on my board. He went to forty two. Ed Ingram was another guy that I was higher on the most. Um, I like the Ty Chandler pick. I like the Caleb Brian Asamoah at 66 is great value. 
it's a, it's almost an A plus. Their late round picks were kind of meh, but their first five picks were excellent. Um, that's why I get to name. The Patriots get a B minus. Cole Strange, huge reach. Tyquan Thornton, huge reach. Marcus Jones, my favorite player in the draft class. But 85, I love it. Pierre Strong, Bailey Zappi, uh, Jason Hines, Sam Roberts. See, they got some guys. Some guys. But I love the Marcus Jones pick so much. It's a B minus, not a C. Um, and I like I like this I like the Bailey Zappi pick. The Chiefs. I'm sorry, not the Chiefs. The Saints. I am sorry. It is late. Olave, Pinning, Alante Taylor, DeMarco Jackson, Jordan Jackson. It's a great draft. But I couldn't give it an A because you didn't have enough picks to make it an A. Five picks, but I think four of their five were good picks. Alante's a, a reach, and I think Olave's a reach. But DeMarco's a great value at 161 from, Af- from, from App State. Pinning's a nasty guy from Northern Iowa. And I, th- I, th- I think it's a B plus. It's a good draft for them. And I think that they really... Really made the most of their five picks. The Giants, A and A minus. Thibodeau and Neal, two best at their position. Gotta love it. Wandale Robinson was a huge reach. So was Ezu. So was Ezu. I think I say it. Cordell Flott was a reach. Blessed almost all all of their picks except for Darian Beavers, or Beavers and Micah McFadden were reaches. The rest of those two, pretty good. And Thibodeau and Neal, everyone else was a huge reach. But it's still a great draft because you got quality players at one and two. And I, I love I like Cordell Flott, and you got some nice late round picks and DJ Davidson and Darian Beavers, so it's an A minus. It's a great draft, it really is. The Jets, I gave an A plus. They won the draft. Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Jermaine Johnson, Brees Hall, Jeremy Ruckert, Max Mitchell, Michael Clemens, all great players at their value, and you got to love what they did in the draft. And they're ready, they're ready to continue in a year or two. I feel I feel they're a year or two away. Cause I don't, I don't know if uh, Zach Wilson's the guy yet. The Eagles, Jordan Davis, kill me now, and Nakobe Dean, double kill me now. But the rest of their picks were kind of, <clears throat> but it's still an A because it's a great draft because of those two players. Steelers, for me, they get an A. Pickett, Pickens, Leal, Calvin, Austin were all players that I loved in this draft, and they took all of them. So. Uh, really happy about that. And they got Chris Alodekin Chris and Connor Hayward, two other guys that I kind of liked. It's an A draft. It is almost an A+. plus. I think Pickett is still kind of reached at 20, but it's still an A draft. It's almost an A+. plus. It is so close to an A+. plus. The Niners, B+. Plus. Drake Jackson was a good pick at 61. Kalia Davis was a nice pick. Tariq Castro-Fields at 221 was an excellent pick. Spencer Burford was a nice, was a nice pick. Tyron Davis-Price, Danny Gray. Some nice value there in the third round. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of this draft class, but it's you got nice value, and you also got players, I think, what where I had them valued at. You didn't reach for really anybody, and you got to respect that, so B+. Seahawks. I gave them. People are going to laugh at me. I gave them an A+. Charles Cross, Boye Mafe. Kenneth Walker, and and Tariq Woolen, and Tyreek Smith, and Derek Young, and Bo Melton. I love all of their picks. There is not one pick on there that I look at that screen and go, oof, that's that's not a very good pick, right? There's not one. Usually there's at least one or two that I go, man, they're 
really, what were you guys thinking there? There's none in this draft class that I look at and go, yeah, that that's not it, Chief. So, A-plus, man. I love Tariq Woolen. I love Tyreek. It just... Stole, they stole so many players that I loved in this draft class, and I think you gotta love what they did. Sorry, in my opinion. Buccaneers get an A. I love Logan Hall. Rashad White was a nice pick. Zion McCollum was a really nice pick in uh, the fourth there, fifth. I'm trying to get my numbers right, but it was nothing that makes me go, man, that guy. Whew. Except for Logan Hall, that guy's gonna be special, special. But still an A minus because. You didn't reach for anybody. You got a lot of players that are supposed to go. And you filled some needs in your football team with some quality players. It's an A-minus draft. It's a great draft. Tennessee Titans. A. Traylon Burks, McCreary, Petit Frere, Malik Willis. That was that was the shocker of the draft was Malik Willis. And Tannehill not wanting to mentor him. We'll get into that later. Hassan Haskins. Chance Campbell. I mean, you got your first several picks were excellent. I love McCreary, that kind of scrappy, hard-nosed corner from Auburn. Malik Willis is the still the draft at 86. Sorry, he is. And my last team, the Commanders. The Commies, sorry, for you offended. Sam Howell at 144. Jahan Dotson was a reach. Brian Robinson was a nice pick at 98, I think. Federian Mathis was a nice pick at 47. Percy Butler was a solid pick at 113. Cole Turner, Chris Paul. It just, it's a, it's a B+. Plus. It's a decent draft, but their first-round pick almost brings it down to a B. But I, I, I you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to knock it down to a B. That first-round pick is such a reach. I just don't think you, I, I can make it a, a B plus. But it's still a solid draft. Um, so there's my draft grades. Um, I'm sticking to them. We'll, re, we'll revisit this in a couple years and see if I was right or wrong. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry if I got talking fast or if it kind of got a lull there. I'm, I'm starting to burn up in my room. Um, I'm tired and I'm ready to go to bed. And I didn't really have a good, I didn't really have a script for this one, if you couldn't tell. Kind of winged it a little bit. But I'm happy to get some more content out here. I'm hoping to do a little bit more. We'll have to see what I do. Come on, Brady. Let's be dependable for your viewer. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys continue to come back to the, to, sorry, I got into a habit of saying the X's and O's. Hope you, I hope you come back and listen to more of me and in between the stitches. Um, I have been Brady Wilson. I don't have a really good sign-off, but this is me signing off. Have a good night. Enjoy the rest of the NBA playoffs. Uh, get ready for football season, and I will talk to you guys later on. Peace out.